You're listening to episode 142, and today we're delving into the controversial topic of being religious and using woo-woo spiritual tools. Listen to my experience and how you can choose to move forward in yours. Hey friends, welcome back to Same Boat Huddle, the podcast where we have real, raw, and honest talk about life as mothers. I'm your host, Erin Miller of Erin Joyce Co. I'm a certified counselor, personal development mentor for mothers, an author, and a published photographer. I know, quite a mix of things, right? <laughs> Becoming a wife to my main squeeze 10 years ago was a dream come true. I was on cloud nine. I was a new wife. I had just started my counseling career and my life was organized and I had energy to do all of the things. Fast forward five years from then, I had left my career, I was home with two babies while building my photography business, and was hardly able to keep my head above water. Despite having an amazing husband, healthy children, and a beautiful home, I felt completely lost in my overwhelm. I was burnt out, and then I hit rock bottom in my daily debilitating anxiety, and I thought, this cannot be happily ever after. There has to be more than this. And guess what, mama? There is is I get you I hear you I see you I am you I believe that every single mother can rewrite her story no matter what chapter she's on you deserve more than the disheveled burnt out anxiety ridden version of yourself that is hardly able to keep her head afloat it's in this podcast that I am sharing how you can do that. Every week, I'm chatting about all of the tools and knowledge that I've collected over the past few years. These are the tools that not only pulled me out of survival mode, but are allowing me to thrive in motherhood. And guys, oh my gosh, I love my life so much, and it can be you too. Each episode, whether it's just me chatting or an interview with an amazing guest, it's going to be jam-packed with content inspiration and heart. Are you ready to rewrite your story? Well, grab my hand and let's do this. Hello and welcome back to Same Boat Huddle. My name is Erin Miller of Erin Joyce Co. Thank you all for being here today. I want to step into uh, a controversial topic. It's one that has been coming up in conversations for me constantly. (laughs) So I decided to be bold and brave and bring it into the podcast. And what I encourage is that if this is something you're listening to, if it triggers you, use that trigger to learn more about yourself, not to use the trigger to try and learn more about other people or try and change other people. Um, and just find compassion for the topic because, again, you know, things are controversial for a reason. I don't have a lot of feelings towards it, to be honest. I feel very content and untriggered by this conversation at this point in my life because I've reached that point. Um, but it's controversial because I think it does trigger a lot of people. Uh, and I think it's an important conversation to have because I think a lot of people, especially the the women I work with, um, sit in a space of, I don't know if fear is the right word, possibly. I think ego, uh, um, just unsure of how to move forward and then afraid to, yeah, so maybe fear is there, just afraid to really 
talk about it, but also it's like, I don't even know how to talk about it. I don't know what to talk about or what to even get after here because, um, yeah, well, let's just dive in. So what I want to talk about is the, um, merging and the compartmentalizing of religion and spirituality, particularly woo woo things, quote unquote. So obviously anything I speak about, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and I'm, I'm someone who loves facts and statistics and research. I'm not going to use that here for you. I think that if you need that, you can access those things. I'm really going to speak from my own experience and, and where I have come to be with these things uh, and pray and hope and have the intention that my experience, what I share here can give you some insight to choose how to move forward for yourself, especially if you're someone sitting in a space of, I don't know how, I don't know a question to ask. I don't know a conversation to have with other people or even with myself with this. Um, so I'm someone who was raised very Catholic. Uh, we continue to be Catholic. You know, something I shared, there's the term practicing Catholic. So that means someone who continues to go to mass every Sunday and receive uh, Holy Communion and all of those things. Technically, I would say I'm not practicing. And the reason being solely, it's kind of a, a ripple effect of things over the past several years. Um, first was it was very difficult with young babies for me. Um, my husband doesn't always go to church with me and to figure out how to have two babies 18 months apart, nursing, naps, um, it was unbelievably stressful for me and something I just needed to take off my plate of, I, I should do this. Once I was ready to go back, I was then so crippled with anxiety. I, I, I couldn't physically breathe being there because of anxiety. So there was that. And then I finally got to a place of having my poop in a group and was like, I am ready to go back. <laughs> and then the pandemic happened. So, uh, we're still kind of sitting in that space. Um, so anyway, as I say, I'm not practicing. It doesn't necessarily mean that I'm detached from my religion. I, I say the rosary, we pray, my kids go to Catholic school. Uh, so it's still very much a part of my life. But if you follow me, you also know I practice a ton of woo woo spiritual things. And I think this is where you know, people can really have a, a tough time. So those of us who are not practicing any type of religion, I think are very uh, much more open and feel free to explore the woo-woo stuff. So what do I mean by woo-woo stuff? I'm talking about oracle cards, crystals, maybe essential oils. Um, did I say crystals, energy, healing work like uh, Reiki, or I talk about Chakrati. Um, all of that like energetic stuff is considered spiritual and woo-woo and like moon practices and rituals and things like that. So I had a point in my life where, you know, I was raised obviously being Catholic, like you don't do things like that because it's against what the Bible shares. Here's the thing. A lot of us can interpret the Bible to either support that there we can use these things or it'll tell us that we can't. It's, it's it really up for interpretation. I think that's the whole point of the Bible. Again, I like this is controversial. I might say things that are going to trigger you. Um, I find that using these tools allow me to be closer to God. 
And I think that that's essentially what's so important is to recognize your why. And that's something that's been coming up a lot for me lately too. I think we get so stuck on outside things with everything, not just around this topic, just like how we're moving through the day, how we're practicing our religion, our spirituality, how we're eating, how we're moving. We're so stuck on the how on the outside that we're forgetting our why, you know, like I don't know if I should sign up for LGA because of X, Y, and Z. Well, why did you sign? Like, why did you even apply for it? Why did you have, like, we get so detached from our why. When I have women doing different uh, work in in our mentorship, lots of times we we get stuck on the how. Like, well, what chart should I use? And exactly what do you want this to look like? It's like, let's pull back and look at the why. Why do you practice your religion? Why do you feel pulled to these woo-woo tools? What is it that your soul is craving? And what is it that you need? And I think what's so difficult is we live in a society that is so boxed in squares. Like everything is so compartmentalized and uh, we lack fluidity and flexibility and, and compassion and understanding. And, and we've really just created so many spaces of judgment. And um, again, those boxes of this is what something is supposed to look like. This is what it should look like. And if it doesn't, then you're wrong. And that's where I think we get stuck. And I've always been a woman who's been the five-year-old asking why but why? And not to challenge, but to understand. I want to learn more. You know, five-year-olds aren't asking why to challenge you. They're wanting to understand. Well, like you're telling me I can't run, but why? Like, well, why can't I run? And if you tell me because you might fall down and get hurt, it's like, oh, okay. Now that makes sense to me. You know, it's, and I think a lot of us have lost that curiosity and even just the courage to ask, well, why, you know? And Again, it's not so much asking the outer world, the external world, why, but asking yourself why. So in my journey, that's the point that I really got to that I was, you know, always had my religion. Okay. It was always, it's always been this very strong foundational part of me. I think every single kid, particularly Catholic can probably identify with the whole challenge afterwards because a lot of those of us brought up Catholic, it's like you're forced to be Catholic and you're forced to go. And I think that, um, you know, I was raised in a very special parish with a very special pastor and he helped really guide my mom in raising us through, through Catholicism and, um, really allowed us to ask those questions why without being triggered and to answer them and allow us to really explore. And, um, So I think we all reach that point sometimes, but I always, it was just, it's always been a part of my life. So when I reached my world of darkness in my anxiety, and if you haven't read my book, if you don't know a lot about my journey in anxiety, just very quickly to explain how bad it was, you couldn't see from the outside because I'm stubborn as heck. I'm unbelievably prideful. I would say that I was. I don't know if any of these are true to who I am now. And I refused to allow people to see what I saw. I felt were weaknesses. So from the outside, anyone who knew me during that time might be like, really? Was it really that bad? Because you kind of looked like you had it together. I felt like I was going to die every day. Every day. Um, reached a point of like, what? I can't live like this anymore. Not suicidal, but like this is unbearable. Um, really difficult time getting out of bed physically, um, just falling apart, having those like mental, emotional breakdowns when you're on the floor screaming and crying, 
almost every single day, um, nearly vomiting every single day because my anxiety was so bad. It was really, really, really bad. And I knew I needed something to help me. And while I accessed hormonal nutrition and a therapist, this was when I started to understand the woo-woo world, if you will, in a different way. What really bridged the gap, which I didn't even think to talk about in this episode, so I'm really glad it's coming up, is A Course in Miracles. So if you're unfamiliar with that, the the main woman to follow would be Marianne Williamson, is like the hallmark person of A Course in Miracles. And it's very much about God um, and his teachings and his practice, but I don't believe that it's even considered a denomination. Um, It's just very fascinating. It's like this interesting bridge in the gap um, between that religion and spirituality and understanding God. The other person who's more modern in teaching The Course in Miracles is Gabrielle Bernstein, who I think is more well-known. If you don't know either of them, I definitely recommend uh, following them, especially if you're someone who is religious and who maybe has seen and heard about woo-woo stuff, but it's like, I don't know if I'm ready to broach that, but something's nagging at me where I'm interested, but I feel like I'm not allowed. Those two women are really beautiful in teaching, um, teaching the woo-woo stuff and the spirituality through the lens of A Course in Miracles and God. Um, So that really came into my world and and was basically the gateway for me to understand more of this woo-woo stuff. Um, And then next came crystals and oils and oracle cards and chakrati and reiki and um, it wasn't all at once. You know, it's, it's been, it's just something that continuously grows. And but during that time, I, I felt very conflicted. I felt out of alignment. I felt like I'm breaking rules. I feel like I'm betraying God. I feel like I'm betraying my family, my religion, my upbringing. Uh, you know, am I doing something wrong here? And ultimately, you know, fast forward where I found myself to come is that I believe in God. I believe in heaven. I believe, and for some of you, I don't know, like, I don't even know who I'm talking to here. I don't know where you stand. I think all of us are on different spectrums, but I think this is really the message for the woman who is Christian or has some type of religion that is making you feel like you can't explore woo-woo stuff, but maybe you want to, but you don't know how. So this is where I found myself was that I believe in that. I also believe that God chose us to be here. I, I, and I also believe that he has our path designed for us. He has our purpose designed for us as humans. We don't know that, you know, there's what my children are going through and learning religion is, is really conceptualizing the understanding that God allows bad things to happen. You know, talk, especially in the past year and a half, my son just cannot understand how can there be a God if he lets this stuff happen? And it's been a beautiful, constant, beautiful conversations around God didn't create a perfect world for us. It's a, it's a human world and talking about Adam and Eve and how their temptations and, um, you know, we're constantly being challenged in, in a way of coming back to ourselves and coming back to God that this isn't meant. I mean, look at Jesus's life, you know, <laughs> it's, it's not designed and meant to be simple and easy and, um, without challenge. And that's the whole point of really finding our purpose. I do believe that we are offered a lot of different paths that ultimately 
Like we, some of us don't choose to live in our purpose, period. Some of us um, become, succumb to temptation of our mental health, of our circumstances, of, um, uh, you know, the forbidden fruit and whether it's our whole life or in moments. And because of that, I feel like, you know, it's not one straight path that God designed for us, that we ultimately are in charge of our well-being, our, our life, our heart, our spirit, our soul, um, in this lifetime, even though it belongs to God, right? And because of all of the noise in our current world, you know, the, the world used to be a lot more simple in its entirety, in everything. And as we sit here in the world today, it's unbelievably complex. Uh, it, it's there's so much noise from every direction, from social media, politics, um, family values, judgments, community, the food we eat, the products we use, the curriculum for our kids, the school options, the clothing. Like there, I mean, there is noise everywhere, and I think because of that, it becomes so much easier to lose connection with the Holy Spirit. And, and again, for you, this might mean the universe or, um, angels, like that's where you can fill in the blank if you're not religious, but obviously we're talking about being religious here. So I I feel like because of all of those things, all of the temptation, all of the noise, all of the evil in the world right now, we have become so lost. And for me, these tools are the guide to bring me back to God, to bring me back to myself, to bring me back to why did God choose me to be here right now? You know, is it about my purpose? I don't know. Like that's probably another can of worms. Um, but I want to be sure that I'm living my life full of love and compassion and in the way God wants me to be here in the way Jesus wants us to live like Jesus, right? I have found more than ever that connecting with these tools has given me a perspective I don't think that I had from my religion, but because of these tools, I now have that perspective in my religion too. And I'm not going to go through the can of worms of why that happens. Who knows? Who knows why that happens? But who cares how you get there as long as you get there, right? So I use these woo-woo tools, let's say oracle cards, to help me connect in with myself and to eliminate the temptation and the noise around me. So whether it's trying to figure out how to show up as a better person that day, like a general, I'm just going to pull a card today for any general message I need. It can give me some, and I don't know, like, I believe there's like an intuitive, energetic, I, I believe in energetics, I believe in science, and I'll talk about that in a second. So I think there's there's definitely like an energetic magnet happening that um, connects to a message that I really need to hear. I don't think it's magic. I don't think it's, um, I, I believe it to be science. But ultimately, I think that whatever card shows up is what gives me the message I need to hear to to walk in fellowship with God, right? To um, to show up the way God wants me to, to live in Jesus's word and in his name. It allows me to live and move forward in love and in compassion. And 
in charity and in giving and serving the way God wants us to. Because without those reminders, I fall back into my ego in sin, in temptation is what that means. In selfishness of thinking of myself and the greed and the seven deadly sins. When I am not connected with these tools, that's where my mind and my heart go. So these are the tools that really pull me back into a space of my religion, of God, of Christianity, of Catholicism, even though it's not a a Catholic tool. Um, And there's a lot that can be argued with all of this, but my whole point is that I don't care. (laughs) I don't care if, if these tools bring me closer to God and allow me to live a life that is like Jesus and in the way that I was taught and how I was raised through my religion, how can they be bad? I'm not trying to change the world. I'm not trying to tell the future. I'm just trying to live in Jesus's name. And if these little cards that are made or these crystals or these essential oils um, or that my pendulum can connect me closer to myself, how my question truly is like, well, how is that a bad thing? And if you are someone who feels very judgmental and wants to argue that with me, what I would say, and not just with me, but with anybody, what I would say is instead of trying to change the other person, understand why is that triggering you? What is that going to allow you to learn more about inside of yourself? And why would how someone else shows up in their life, if they're being a good human with compassion and love, even if it's not the way you choose to live, how is that affecting your own life? And how does judgment and anger towards another person align with living in God's name? Is my question, truly. And I I wholeheartedly believe and support people to show up in their life the way that makes them feel good. No matter what their religious beliefs are, their spiritual practices, their political beliefs, I support all of it because we need we need the space to safely explore that part of ourselves and live in that space. And because that's how you're choosing to show up. That's how you're connecting with the world the way you need to connect with the world. I need the same space and security to do that too. So I also, as I mentioned with these tools, I find them to be truly connected with science, like quantum physics. If you really were to study um, the universal laws uh, and understanding something like the law of attraction or um, there's, there's, I think, seven or is it 11 universal laws, you understand the energy of it. And also like moon rituals or um, following your cycles and the cycle, all of those things really, now again, I'm not going to like pull out Bible verses and things like that. And I can't even say this with a hundred percent certainty, but I would guarantee that there are things in the Bible that support that people living by the moon and by the, and by the earth, the seasons and all, all of those things being connected in that way. And that's all that is, you know, and I, I say with people, if you don't believe that we are made of energy, I always joke, go rub your feet on a carpet, especially right now here in Pennsylvania, man, the electric shocks <laughs> that we've been giving each other are insane. And that wouldn't happen if we weren't a conductor of energy. We, we are energy. 
That's the only way we can get shocks coming out of our fingers while touching another source of energy. It, it's real. It's science. And as far as the moon goes, one, the word lunatic, which a lot of people know this, but the word lunatic, the um, Latin luna is moon, right? So that came from many moons ago, <laughs> uh, a very long time ago that um, when the moon, according to the moon is when the lunatics would come out, the people who are crazy, because it just, it, it affects us. And I always say that if the moon can control bodies of water, why wouldn't it be able to control us or have an effect? I shouldn't say control, but have an effect on us. Our bodies are what? 75% water. You, you bet your, your, whatever, <laughs> that the moon is affecting how we function without any type of question. So when you can understand the moon phases scientifically, astrologically, you can understand yourself better as just a physical being of a human being. It has nothing to do to me. Like it's just so separate from religion. It's just understanding your body and how it functions so that you can function optimally and then ultimately better in your religion, right? It's all, for me, it's all connected in that way. So I find there's a lot of science behind things. I actually, in my book, Motherhood Stripped, if you didn't get it, it's on Amazon. I find, um, so when I wrote that book, I included a lot of research in it and especially in these practices, understanding these different practices, because I think it's really important to understand those parts that even, um, crystals, they hold different frequencies. Um, and there have been studies on how crystals take literally like the molecule molecules change their shape according to what they're around. Uh, the, the words that are spoken to them. There's a study done on water molecules. Um, God, I think it was a Japanese study. It's in there. It's in the book where um, there, there are different words, like one one jar of water. Uh, the words spoken to are like, I love you. You're so wonderful. You're so beautiful. And then the other jar was, uh, you're awful. I hate you. You're disgusting. And the molecules change shape differently where the love jar was very round um, and symmetrical and like just really pretty looking. And the other one was all jagged molecules. Like it's, there's true energy behind all of it. It's all very scientific. Um, so anyway, I feel like I could delve into this further. I really do feel like it's a can of worms, but I just wanted to broach the topic because I know, you know, this is, um, the women in LGA right now are going through these tools at the, it's the very end of the program and it's just extras. You know, I, I call it the expansion layer. These are just tools. If you want to add them into your practices and the lifestyle that you've learned to live through this program, add them in. If not, no big deal. They're just, their expansion pieces. And it's really brought in a lot of conversation and not just there, like this conversation is truly coming up in a lot of different places. Um, around uh, many women I work with happen to be Christians of different denominations, but are almost, I mean, a very large percentage of women I work with are practicing some type of religion. Um, so I think it's really important to have this conversation and it, to recognize like how, what is again, coming back to the why, why would I want to use Oracle cards? Why would I want to use crystals? Why would I want to use essential oils? Why would I want to have a Reiki healing session? All of those things. And for me, all of that is about energy 
And if I can understand my body and its physical human being form better, it allows me to be closer to God. It allows me to walk in Jesus's word and in his name and to live like Jesus did and to serve the way Jesus wants us to serve and to have a fellowship with God. And, um, I feel better able to do those things when I use these other tools. Cause again, when I don't use them, I get very lost in, in sin, in judgment and for myself, for other people in, um, in the seven deadly sins, in the greed and, gluttony, you know, like we just want more and more and more of everything. And I get so lost in the temptations that are in our world right now, which are just so abundant in a not so great way. And I'm able to use these tools to stay grounded and to, um, be more free of sin, you know, even though as my daughter would say, I I need to get to confession. She just received her first penance (laughs) this week. And, um, you know, the beginning you have to say, forgive me, father, for I have sinned. It's been however long since my last confession. I told my daughter, I was like, I don't even know. Like it's probably been decades at this point. Um, but I think what's amazing is because of, I've taken on these practices, I feel confident in my religion and in my sacraments to be, so instead of going to penance to get my penance, as obligation or this is just a part of my religion this is what i should do i no longer feel and that's part of i think why i hadn't gone for so long it's like well what is why like what is the point like i don't again the five-year-old questioning well why and now i feel like i've reached the space of fully understanding what that means for me and in the concept and context of catholicism and i feel secure and safe in my own decision and understanding my why I feel like that keeps coming back to it as opposed to like an external need to go I now have an inner desire to go and that's what's so important is really coming back into yourself into your own heart and understanding your why and giving number one giving yourself permission to do what feels good for you And then number two, giving other people permission to do what feels good for them and recognizing that some people might question how you show up in your life. And instead of feeling the need to defend yourself, allow yourself to be a teacher for them. You know, like why, you know, you seem, you seem really upset that I am a Christian, but I use Oracle cards every day. What does that mean for you? Why does that make you feel upset? Help be a teacher for them and then allow them to ask you questions. Like, how did you come to a point of feeling like you can do that? And instead of defending yourself, teaching, this is how, and I'm sharing in a way of teaching as opposed to defending and feeling triggered myself. And that's, that's really the space that I've found myself in that I feel so, I picture myself like laying back, floating in water of like, I found myself. I found the comfort in my own practices. I feel safe to say that I am Catholic, that I believe in God, and these are my beliefs. And I also feel safe to say I use oracle cards and crystals and I'm certified in Reiki and Chakrini and believe in energetic healing and following the moon because I think there's there's that human being physical energetic piece of us and then there's a Catholic piece of us and I also feel like we've come so far in understanding what these things are 
Um, you know, for instance, and again, this could be kind of a rabbit hole, but <clears throat> back in what was it? I was just reading a historical fiction book, but I know this, this is fact that in the late 1800s, if you were unable to get pregnant, you were considered to be a witch and you were hanged. Like, I think that we've kind of evolved from that, right? Like we understand a little more. (laughs) So in the same concept, in that same realm, I believe that there were a lot of things that were believed to be something that they weren't. And I believe we've evolved beyond those things, right? Like, can we move outside of that box now and recognize that it's it's not what we thought it was because we've we have grown to understand things a little differently and have expanded uh and that's that's what i encourage you to do is to kind of look outside that box like are they really witches i don't think so like i think i understand a little more about the body now to recognize that um they were not witches and that so that's again that's a rabbit hole might feel triggering but if it is again I just encourage you to take that trigger of like okay why does this trigger me so much um and just allow it to help you grow and learn more about yourself and what feels good for you so after listening to this episode do I want you to walk away being fully Christian and fully into woo-woo stuff no I don't When I say I don't care what you do, what I mean is how you choose to live your life, I support and I will continue to show up how I live my life and there's room for all of us. But just take take in the why, you know, if you're feeling the nag to explore woo woo stuff, explore it. If you're if your woo woo stuff is awesome, but you've been wanting to explore your religion more go do that follow the breadcrumbs follow the nags um those little nudges that you feel i give you permission to go do that you don't have to tell anyone about it if you don't want to it's okay to sit in your safe spaces and really look into what is going to serve you and always come back to your why 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 do i feel like i want to learn more about my religion why do i feel the call to get some oracle cards, even though I have a very strong religious practice. What am I needing? And is it okay? And why is it okay? Or why does it not feel okay? Explore those things. And when I say explore, do it how it feels good. Is it talking with someone? Is it journaling? Is it meditating? Is it praying? Do you and do what feels good and you will find your space and it's safe to do that. And if anything... I also think it's so important, like I had mentioned, that we we allow the humans around us to live with love and compassion for other people, however they figure out how to do that. And if we are judging others and projecting onto other people, we're not living in, in love and compassion, right? It's not making the world a better place by doing that. So however we all get there, I think that's okay. <laughs> that's what I'll say. So again, I know this this is can be a heavy topic for some people. I, I'm praying truly that it reaches the the woman who needs to hear it right now or the man, whoever's listening, um, and gives you some insight and relief or direction to explore this more to feel good. And if you have questions, if you want to continue the conversation behind the scenes, I am absolutely all ears. I show up with love and compassion. Um, and I'm there. So you can email me Aaron at Aaron 
Uh, you can tag me on Instagram at Aaron Joyce Co. Share any episode that is resonating with you. And, you know, when I say that, I mean it, guys. <laughs> like, if you want to talk, I'm there. I am I am a human being just like the rest of you. And uh, I work from home by myself, obviously with my dogs, if you follow me. But I crave and love the interaction from you. And I know, you know, I was talking to my husband about it and he he was like, I never, like a lot of podcasts say that, but I never reach out to people because I think like, who am I to reach out to this person? Like I'm no one to them. Oh, let me tell you, you're someone to me. <laughs> I, I want to hear from you. It means so much. I love the conversation. It helps me serve you better too. Because when I, when I sit down to record these episodes, I really connect again. I connect in with God. Like who, who needs to hear something today and what do they need to hear? This is for you. Um, so I really connect in with myself to find that for you, but hearing from you also helps give me really good direction and understanding of what it is that you're needing and how I can serve you better. So it means so much to me when you do that. Um, I also really appreciate uh, ratings and reviews for the podcast. I do not do any sponsors. Um, so those ratings and reviews mean a ton, a ton, a ton to me. And um, even more so to the people that end up seeing and finding this podcast because of your rating and review. Um, so if not for me, do it for them. And um, as well as my book, another, you know, as a self-published, you know, I didn't use a traditional publisher. Um, it's more than self-published. It's kind of like a hybrid. And your ratings and reviews on Amazon are so much to me. And I actually decided that I will, I'm going to take partake in um, leaving a lot of extra ratings and reviews for others. Cause I sit in that boat too, right. Of like, Oh yeah, I'll get to it. Like my, my husband in this conversation with my husband, he was like, you know what happens? People are listening. They're like, Oh, I'm totally going to leave a review. And then a kid goes, can I have a snack? <laughs> they like, and then you forget because we get pulled in so many different directions. So I know it doesn't take long, but it's just one more thing to do. So any of you who really take that time to stop for a second and leave that rating and review for the book or the podcast just means so much to me. So I really appreciate those who are doing that. And I think that's all. LGA applications are officially closed, um, but keep your ears peeled for the next enrollment. I have some, I have some fun ideas coming up and I'm sitting with them for a little bit uh, and we'll be so excited to share more of that when I'm ready. Um, yeah, lots of good stuff coming. So keep a listen. You can join my newsletter, uh, my email list. You can go to erinjoycementoring.com, scroll to the bottom, or sign up for the pop-up, which is um, tips on how to manage your anxiety. Um, you can also download your own cycle chart. So you can go to um, erinjoycementoring.com slash cycle chart, and you can get your own. It's what I have in my, my beta planner for tracking cycle symptoms so you can become more aligned with your cycles. So that's a really good freebie as well. I think that's all my friends. I hope that this conversation served you. I feel really liberated to actually talk about it out loud. And um, yeah, I send you off with so much love this week. Treat others the way you want to be treated. And I will talk to you next week. Hey guys, before you go, we have a couple favors to ask. Leave a rating. And a review. Your ratings and reviews tell the podcast people that this podcast is worth listening to, and then they help it get to the people who need to hear it. 
Also, don't forget to take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at Erin Joyce Co. I love seeing which episodes you love, and you also get to help me get the message out to other mamas that life can be pretty amazing. And if you're not a part of my free Facebook group, be sure to join. It's called Same Boat Huddle. Kind of easy to remember, right? It's the safe space to connect with other women just like you and to also get even more of me. I can't wait to see you there. That's it. Don't forget. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Have a great week.